Hello, I'm Mark Tucker. Hey there, I'm Alan Furstenberg. We are Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Hello, Alan. Hey, Mark. How's your week been? It's been it's been going well. I've been busy, but I've been enjoying almost every minute of it. It's just <laughs> just it's a lot of uh, learning new things and trying things, and so it's it's been fun. I I, I like when I get to do that. Always good. Always good. You know, it's always good to kind of explore new ideas. And mm-hmm. when you have an idea, see, you know, try to try to figure out the best approach to them and, and that sort of that sort of thing. That's one of the things I like about this industry is that we get a chance to do that so much. Yeah. And not to say that there aren't some times where it's, there's something new and it's just like, oh, my, this is just seems like really crazy or a lot to learn or, or something. And sometimes it, it, it's not as fun. Yeah, it's, it's but, a challenge sometimes, sure. But yeah, um, but I'd rather like keep learning new things. That's that's the thing that's that's cool about uh, being a developer. Um, and for, for a developer, as long as I've been a developer, there's just things have changed, and it's just kind of fun to see. There's always always something new to learn. Yes, there is. Which which is both wonderful and frustrating at the same time. Well, yeah, it's it's more frustrating if you've got a tight deadline because then you're yes. just like you feel like you're beating the clock and you're like I'm skimming, I'm skimming, I'm implementing, I'm trying, I'm debugging, I'm ah. right. That's one of those cases where yeah, learning something new is fun, but uh, you know, I, I wish I had a nice stable old way to handle this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know one. It, one of the, the the great things, though, is that at least these days, I mean, when you and I both started, we didn't have this internet that we could turn to when we had questions and problems. You know, we, yeah, we were kind true. of foundering a lot. So one of the great things are hanging out on places like Stack Overflow or Reddit or Slack or Discord and seeing the questions that come up in the various channels about doubts and the stuff. And, you know, some of the stuff we have answers to and some of the stuff you know, you're like, yeah, that's a good question. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I had something similar at work this week. I was working with somebody and they're asking me a question. I'm like, you know what? That's what experimentations were. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, please, when you figure it out, uh, come back and tell me because I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> so, so one of the neat things is uh, a couple of weeks back, there was uh, a question posted on the Alexa community Slack channel. Okay. And yeah. if you're, you know, for, for people who aren't familiar with it, it's a great place. It's run by the Alexa team. There are a bunch of members of the Alexa team that are there um, who are always, you know, around somewhat to, to answer mm-hmm. questions that people have. But also it's a great community. So lots of community members will be there and answering and asking and answering questions. Yeah. Um, and Will Wrongholt posted a question uh, yeah, a couple weeks back. Uh, shout out to Will. When I when I talked to him, he said, "Say hi to Mark for me." So Will says hi. Hey, Will. Thanks for asking a good question. Um, well, you're always good, asking good questions. He has a really good question, uh, and he says, and I'm I'm quoting him here. I wanted people's opinions on how I should approach a problem I have. On my newest game, I've been developing. I decided to make a play level cap where the users would have to purchase the one-time ISP or be a subscriber to unlock further levels. So the players can play up to level 10 and then they would have to be a subscriber or buy the ISP, which still is a decent amount of play. But I don't know how to shut down anyone that doesn't want to play to go past level 10. 
I know how I can keep track of it. That isn't hard. It is if a user comes back to the skill without buying either ISP, then they should get a message and not be able to continue. Anyone have any ideas on that? Hmm, so interesting. Interesting. I thought it was a great question. And yeah. let, let's go over a couple of basic level, basic things first. The first is he uses the term ISP. So what's ISP? Internet service provider? No, 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 no. wrong industry. Oh, wrong. <laughs> um, in-skill purchasing. I, I got to tell you, that, that threw me the first dozen times I saw it as well. <laughs> I'm like, why is Alexa talking about internet service providers? I, I don't get it. Why? <laughs> yeah, so in-skill purchasing, you've got different options. You have uh, like one-time purchases. You've got um, things that you can... Um, uh, I guess I'm trying to remember the official name. Entitlements, maybe I think, is what they call them, and and subscriptions are all kind of under the umbrella of um, in skill purchasing. So he's talking about uh, generously being able to get to level ten without purchasing, and then um, and then being able to uh, either have a subscription, which is like a monthly you know renewal, ninety nine cents, two ninety nine something. Um, depending on what the functionality is to, to continue playing or to like buy, um, you know, I, I officially, I want to buy additional levels or something like that as a, as an individual purchase, mm -hmm. a one-time purchase, but then it unlocks the other levels. Now we did a whole episode on in-skill purchases and mm -hmm. transactions, which is the, the rough Google equivalent of this. And I figure we'll, we'll, we'll kind of tackle this question from both sides again. Remind me how you find out which purchases you've made when or a user is made when they enter your skill. So at a, at a high level, there's a, an API that you can query and it will, it will let you know. In essence, you can check to see like a, a count of how many times something's been uh, purchased or if you, if you have something. And so then then you can make decisions inside your code based on, on that. That's right. That's right. And, and I remember that was one of the big differences with the Google one, because the Google one just tells you as part of the request yeah. um, that information comes across. Okay. And that actually, I think, makes a difference in how we approach this problem going, interestingly yeah. enough. Yeah. So, now, so my question about his question was, is it, because he said that it's, it's not hard to know um, so it seems like it's, it's not hard to know that you've got this purchased or not. And it's probably not hard to know that you've got to a certain point in the game. So I don't know that it's, you know, because that's just keeping track of flags at the user data store level. And that's, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's pretty straightforward. So I'm not sure if his question is about like what, what approaches, how do I approach it from a user perspective? Because, you know, and, and we don't really want to dive into like design stuff, but that does kind of affect our question. So, but like kind of still at a high level asking, is he asking what options do I have to present the user? Because this is a prime opportunity. They've, they've played your game up to level 10 and they've come back in and you don't want to necessarily just slam the door in their face. Right. And so you want to you want to upsell, but you don't want to nag, and you want to be able to to you know, encourage them to go further. But 
worst case, you want them to play again. And maybe, maybe it's just as simple as like resetting the level back to the beginning and let them replay again or giving some creative way for them to do what they've already done in a slightly different way. Um, so, so there's that part of it, but is he, I guess is the question, do I, is it that when you try to ask different intents that, that it doesn't, it doesn't go further, but it seems like the intents would still be available. It's kind of like the content, the state of where you're at. You just have to like reset the content for the beginning. So I don't know what, what's your read on the question itself? What do you think he's asking? So the answer is yes. Um, he, he intentionally was open-ended when he asked the question and further conversation did kind of touch on the, the questions of, well, when you hit that, do you just want to end things or do you want to try to upsell at that point? What do you want to do mm-hmm. when you upsell? If they choose not to at that point, what do you do? There were people that pointed out that there are games out there that will, you know, incorporate as part of the storyline resetting back to the beginning which i thought was Mm -hmm. an interesting twist from a a design point of view yeah Um, and again even there there's still things that you need to keep track of you know is this your first time through this game is it your fifth time through this game how much am i gonna you know let you play levels one through ten over and over again um are there is there scoring involved you know if you've played it your fifth time, do you know the game so well that you're going to be a high scorer? I don't have the answers to any of this. Yeah, it depends um, on the game. It depends on the game. It you know depends on a lot of things. But I you know, but I think we could certainly explore the fact that each one requires uh, different approaches, and in some cases, some different techniques on the developer side of things. Yep. So let's take, because I, I, I'll i give you some, some ideas that I have as far as how we can approach it. And then maybe we can just like quickly go over each one and talk about like maybe some code things you would have to do yeah. to, to implement that. So so one is just to let's let them start all over again from the beginning. Um, you may still want to keep keep track of how many times they've done that. But in essence, a portion of your user data would just be deleted and you would start back from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one one thought. The other one is that you could, if it's a, some sort of a game where there's multiple characters, maybe you could, and like one of the choices at the beginning was which character do you want to play as? Then maybe the, the prompt is that, uh, well, and I guess initially you'd probably want to go in and say, explain like, hey, congratulations, you've played 10 levels. Um, really appreciate you, you know, getting to this point. Let, you know what, let's, let's, let's deal with that part in a minute. So keep going okay. with the thought about- The other things. So, okay, because that's, that's kind of like the precursor to them. These are the options. Right. So the, the, the reset replay, play as a different character. Um, another option would be just let them replay, but have some minor variability in it. So maybe, maybe there's like a, a different path that shows up or like maybe you already had things that were random during it. And maybe you lean the randomness towards other options like right. wait, or, wait up higher or something or or give give new options that weren't there right kind of or, some surprises along the way you know there's there's a, a game um that i played called universal paperclip and when you and it's not a voice game um but when you finish the game it gives you the option of starting over again but changing various internal constants 
you know, so normally something would multiply at a particular rate and it changes the rate. It increases that rate and decreases some other rate. Ah, it lets you, it lets you choose which rate you want to adjust for your next time through the game. So, so, so it's kind of like you, you get some secret controls that you get to, to, right. to tweak the game and then get to replay with, with the, the, the choices you made. That's cool. I like that. That's an interesting approach. Yeah. Um, and the last one is that you could offer to do like a speed run. So you could say, I'm going to keep mm. track starting now and see how long it takes you to get to level 10 again. And, and, you know, and that's, that's, you know, that's fairly easy to do. And then when you get to that again, then maybe there's a special leaderboard of just those people that have right. that are doing that's, a, that's actually a good thought. Um, so those are all interesting approaches and you're right. All of them do require additional internal coding. But I think the first question is, as, as you kind of alluded to, when you get to level 10, technically, how do we handle that? Yes. How do we? So, and, that, and that could be like, you've hit level 10 and you're playing, or it could be you finished the last game, you ended, yeah, let's, let's next say day, you, yeah. you, you come back in and now you've, you've kind of like you're at this position where you're, you have to, you know, make a choice if you're going to buy something or play it well, again. Right. I, I would even say when you finish level, let, let's say when you finish level 10, mm -hmm. you may be presented with the option. Yes. Because you may already have purchased the, you know, something that gets you on it. So, so the first thing we need to do is check to see, can you proceed to level eleven? Yep. And, and if you and if you if you can't, th that is a perfect place to do an upsell. There's no reason why you can't do an upsell. If you've been judicious about your upsells throughout the game, then this will be a part a place where the the player will appreciate the upsell opportunity. Um, you know, if you haven't nagged them before. <laughs> and that's the important part, and and that gets to your. Again, your design and marketing team should yeah. should give you some good guidance on how not to overload a player. Um, yeah, no, it's an excellent point. I think you know one one of their questions was uh, you know do I kick them out at this point? And I think the answer quite plainly is no, don't. No, if you could possibly help it because if you keep them playing the game, one, it increases the stats for your for your voice game which does influence other things like maybe how it, about, you know, ratings, more opportunities for them to play would give them the opportunity to rate it, would give them, you know, maybe make them go over the, 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 the edge and decide that, yes, I'm going to go ahead and buy a subscription to it. It's, it's getting usage of, your, of the game itself, which could then make it more available to be featured or recommended by Amazon. There's tons of reasons why you want to keep somebody in the game and play I mean, it over and over. Again. And I think the biggest one is if you say, congratulations, you finished level 10, um, but level 11 requires a subscription, have a good day, and you end it. Yeah. The chance of them starting it up again drops precipitously yes you're, you're already in there getting them into the game and like reuse and replay retention is really a challenge on its own that if they're already there don't don't kick them out so right. you know offer an upsell it's a yes no 
If they choose yes, great. You've done what exactly what you were hoping that they would do. If they say no, then that's where you give them an option or maybe a catalog of options right. that you can do. So let's talk about that briefly. So, so the upsell in both cases, I'm pretty sure, is you're, you're kicking them out to the system again to tell them about their upsell option, correct? Kind of out of the game, but still inside of the voice experience. Still inside the voice experience, but this now part is part of the flow that isn't fully under our control. This is where we've essentially sent them back to either Alexa or the assistant to say, here's a purchase option. Do you want to go through with it? Well, that depends because on Alexa, you can still stay in the skill to the purchase option and then immediately start playing right after that. Well, again, I'm not talking about leaving the skill, yeah. but I'm, I'm talking, but, but that the purchasing isn't handled by the skill itself. It's, yes. We, we kind of half hand it back off to Alexa or the assistant. And we get true. something back from Alexa or the assistant That's to say true. they made a purchase or they didn't make a purchase. Right. So the question then becomes, how do we handle that moment? Yeah. So it's it, it, it's uh, fairly simple. There are lots of examples on the Alexa side anyway, as far as like, this is an upsell opportunity. This is the question that's going to get prompted. You call this, you hand this off to Alexa, they're going to, it's going to hand it back to you with a yes, no, basically. Um, that did they did they purchase the upsell and then if they did say you know congratulations let's start this next level and right. then just and just go right in if it's no then that's where you say like and totally understand you know just remember that at any time you can uh, purchase this additional option by saying store upgrade, or what can I buy upgrade, or, you know, yeah. get, get, upgrade something to remind them of what they can say something simple and then, and then you choose what to do to then, you know, decide you ask, you're probably going to ask them another question like, Hey, would you like to continue playing in, you know, fast play mode or, or something? Ready? Okay. So, so that's reasonable. And of course, at this point they could quit without, yeah. you know, without telling you what they want to do, whether they want to start over or, you know, go through any of the options, they may just quit at this point and maybe they'll come back. And right. now we start getting to the question of how do we know what to respond with? Because if I'm, you know, under normal circumstances, if, you know, they were joining, our prompt might be, hey, welcome back. We're currently at level five. Are you ready to take on your next challenge? But now we're like, hey, welcome back. What do we say? You know, so or, it's interesting. Or, or more importantly, and, and it's not just what do we say, it's yeah. how do we know that we need to say something different? And how do we then say something different? Yeah. And Whatever so what I would say, probably, yeah, what I'd say, probably yeah. do in that situation is, is that you got some sort of an upsell opportunity at the end um, of, of, of the game. And if they didn't really get to respond to the upsell, then I would have a flag that when you come back in that you get the upsell again. Okay. Um, and now, again, now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stopping us here because really yep. what it kind of boils down to at this point is we've got a bunch of flags that we need to look for. We need to look for, have we given them an upsell recently? Yep. Or, the, or right. it could be like the date of the last upsell right. or something like that. Have they purchased? What level are they at? How many times through? So we've got a bunch of, of criteria. Yeah. 
with all of this criteria, how do we know to say one thing versus another? Where, where do we make that decision? Yeah. So, and you would, you probably have to think about like, okay, cause they could have got done the upsell and said no, and then come back two weeks later. Right. And you might then say, decide if it's been more than a week, go ahead and upsell them again when they first come in. So it checks to say, Hey, when was the last time? Oh, it's been more than a week. Hey, welcome back. Uh, remember that you can continue um, on to level 11. Would you like to you know, purchase the subscription or the thing, whatever, whatever the upsell is. But if it's been not that long, if they like came back an hour later, you don't want to like upsell again. Um, but so you might want to skip that part and ask a different question. Assume that they've said no um, before. And so you're not going to upsell them, but you're going to then get the option like, I know that you don't want to purchase this up right now or something like that. You don't want to buy it right now, but I just want to let you know, you can go back and play this again. Would you be interested in playing uh, from the beginning, you know, with a new character or what, you know, whatever the option, if you, if you have this like one option that you want to give them, then, then, then it's a one, you know, prompt yes, no question, mm -hmm. but you know, you could decide to like, the second time through, they'll get something else. The third time through, they'll get some other choice. And maybe you can do, you know, play it different, all these different ways, depending on how many times you replay it. Right. Right. And, and what I keep coming back to, and, and these are all, these are all big design questions. What I keep coming back to is how do we implement that? Where do yeah. we implement that in the code? And the answer when, when, when I answered the question on, on the Alexa, uh, Slack, my answer was exactly how you do that kind of depends on what library you're using is. Yes. So some of the people who uh, also answered the thread that were using the Alexa skill kit suggested using an interceptor. And this would give you a chance before it went into the normal handling to kind of determine what flags were set and Pick a different handler. Okay, a so different way a, to do it. a request interceptor and kind request of, interceptor, right? Yeah, handle it. That's different. Um, in Jovo, you could do something similar with a, a hook, um, or there's like an on request handler, or even right in the launch handler, you could do some logic and check your flags and determine what intent you're going to redirect to. Mm -hmm. And of course, this is where I would say in multivocal, it's a configuration. It would just be yes. a builder that would, would build all of these things. And then you could set up a different outtent based on which flags were set. Exactly. One of the other things that I have in multivocal, <clears throat> which again, I think is pretty cool, is that there are things that are called prerequisites. So for example, okay. you could say that this particular uh, action or intent can only be accessed if a particular prerequisite was set. And if it wasn't, you trigger something else. So you're not specifying in code anywhere which flags need to be set. You just are specifying, you know, if the level is uh, higher than 10, if you're trying to get to a level higher than 10, you need to have these flags set. And if not, this is the outtent that gets generated instead. Okay. And then like Jovo 4 has this option where you can specify on the handler like an if 
condition. So then you could you right. could actually make cho- choices and you could have multiple different handlers that have different ifs based on different flags too. So there's lots of different ways that some of these frameworks make it nice and easy for you. And I think it's kind of important to to again think of it in terms of what is the response that we want to generate? Yeah. And under what conditions do we want to generate that response? Under what conditions do we proceed to level 11? Under what conditions do we want to try to do an upsell? Under what conditions do we not want to do an upsell, but still not let them pass level 11 and figure, you know, and figure yeah. out how we want to recycle things there? <clears throat> yep. And that goes back to this notion of your outtent doesn't just depend on your intent. It depends on a lot of things. Right. Yeah. And, and even if you're using something like Alexa Skills Kit um, SDK that doesn't have this concept of outtent. Oh, sure. Then you can you can still code for it. And outtent basically is going, would be like multiple flags would resolve into one flag or value. And then you would take action on that value. Oh, sure. And it just, it, the only difference is where you're putting it. Are you putting it in a specific handler? Are you putting it in something to determine which handler gets called? Or are you kind of taking it out of the handler completely? Yep. You know, and that's, or, you know, do you have an automatic way to determine which handler gets called like Jovo? Or do you need to specifically code for calling different handlers? Or even if it's one handler, you know, the same handler gets called and all it does is check flags and calls one of two different functions. I mean, there's there's nothing saying that a particular handler function can't call other functions. That's yeah, that's just normal coding. Yeah, you kind of get used to like, oh, here's a handler. I'm going to make an API call. I'm going to right. <clears throat> build up my response and then I'm going to return it. And you're like, oh. Well, that's that's the handler for this, and you're like, well, there's no reason why you can't call some sort of a logic, or you can't redirect to some other handler that then then actually calls other handlers, you know? Because right. I do that all the time when in in Jovo and just other typical things. If I'm asking a question, I'm going to redirect to a handler that asks the question, and then I'm going to wait for the response. And if there's multiple slots to be filled, then it's going to keep this kind of cycling through until I'm done, and then it's going to you know go someplace else and and so, yeah, there's, you, you have to feel comfortable with being able to jump around or call multiple um, things I, inside your, your code. Right. I, I think it goes back to this notion that, you know, the concept that we were introduced to is your intent gets called, this handler gets called, this response gets sent. Da, da, da. It's always that yeah. pattern. And that's, that's not true. That's not what we want. Yeah, for, for simple cases and for some things, yeah, that's perfectly the way that, that it goes. But but um, it's often that an intent will lead to multiple possible different outcomes, and that's what you know. We've you've turned this, and I picked it up as an outtent. It's, it's some you know you've got multiple utterances that could point to a certain intent, um, and you've got multiple logic paths that can come from, yeah. inside of the handler that could then determine what the output path is. And the output path is like, what, what type of thing are you going to respond with? Is it going to be the next level? Is it going to be an upsell? Is it going to be um, you know, a, a main menu? Is it going to be an, an offer to, to play a different path? It's, it's whatever you, you want that to be. Yep. Now, 
I kind of want to take this opportunity to point out one other bit of technology that we could use here. Because we've said a couple of times, you may want not want to try that upsell uh, repeatedly every time they join, but may want to do it you know, once a week, once every few days. Mm -hmm. We just talked about a great, great library. The recharge counter, set it to one count and specify how many minutes and that could be days actually right um until you want the next one to go and then you just uh you check to see if you've got if the, it's been recharged yet and if it hasn't then you move on to the next thing and if it has been then you do another upsell yep and again that's really just another input into yep what path do we take do we take the upsell path or do we take this other path and it's a great Great tool to do that with. So I don't know, any, anything else that you, you can think of that we want to make sure that we address when, when trying to figure out how to build this sort of thing? So um, as far as, I think we've, we've talked about quite a bit, uh, what types of options we want to present and that we'll need different flags for some of the different ones. And, and uh, in some cases, it could just be a, a Boolean flag. In other cases, it might be like a date. And then you can say days since that date. So I think we've talked about that and then the, the whole outtent and intent. Let's talk about this, those quickly, those options like reset, replay. There's probably a portion of your user storage that is answers that got collected along the way or paths or choices. And so um, you would probably want to separate that part or have a way of, of encapsulating that part and maybe store that as a kind of as a group. Um, because on user storage, you can store individual values, arrays, or objects. And so maybe you have an object, which is kind of like wrapping those certain points that are important for like, tracking the progress in the game. And then you could just refresh that, just that object in storage with a new object starting from the very beginning, mm -hmm. if it's just a reset replay. It may be, however, important to kind of keep the original run through in some cases. So for True. example, if, you know, they got through level five and then did the upgrade, you could say, well, do you want to keep playing? Or we could take you right to level 11 at this point. Yeah. With your old game, you know, do you want to resume your old game in a level 11 or do you want to keep playing this one? So you need to figure out, you know, maybe you keep that object, maybe you don't. And either way, you got to keep part of it separate from yeah. the counter that keeps track of the fact that they've already been through this once. Yeah, you don't want to like wipe away your whole state because no. <clears throat> you don't want them to start like completely over. You want to start with the context of I played this once or looked like this is my second time replaying it. And I've, you know, I've sold wanna... multiple times and stuff. You don't yeah. want to give them all of the newbie hints <clears throat> and, you know, yes. their, their second run through because that's going to irritate them. Correct. So this, the second one is like different character. So that's kind of like if you were to, you, maybe you default as a character and maybe they don't have a choice the first time through, but, or maybe they do. Maybe you like, do you want to play as character A, B, and C? And they selected A. And so then you, you know that. And then the next time through, like, hey, would you like to play this game again as B or C? And then, then you track that and they go through and, and you know, maybe, you, maybe your game is already centered around that and, and already behaves differently based on different characters. And that might be something you want to consider when you're developing is like, hey, maybe maybe a feature is that you can play this whole game as one of three different characters or something. Yeah. 
and maybe you allow them to play the same character again, and maybe you don't. Yeah. So you need to you know they, again. This goes back to the what do you what do you what do you need to remember between yep. rounds, and you know, I, I think though it occurs to me one of the things though that we don't necessarily want to we it, it's a fine balance, and again, this yep. goes back to the designer of we want to upsell. You know, we 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 like them playing the game, definitely, but at some point we need to make money on this game or we're not going to be able to keep running the game. That's a a sad truth here. So we don't want to give them an infinite number of characters to replay, for example. Oh, true. Cause then you're like, maybe you had five characters and you could replay. We'll we'll let you replay as one or one, one or two. Right. Or, you know, maybe the fact that we've got 10 characters and three of them are free. And letting you repeat now lets you get a taste of, well, this game really is different with a second character. Mm-hmm. What if I buy one of the other characters? So that so it turns into a potential upsell a potential. on a different, different you know, vector, right? Right. So things to keep in mind, you don't want to, I mean, on one hand, you don't want to alienate them. You don't want to kick them out. You want them to come back. You want to give them a reason to come back. But you also want them to eventually buy the game. Yeah, you want to you want to if they're enjoying it and they're coming back, then the more time that they've had to play the game and and the, if they're enjoying it, they'll keep coming back, right? That eventually maybe they'll they'll get to the point where like, hey, I'm just going to buy it. It's only you know it's only two dollars or five dollars or whatever, right? Um, so so that's that's true. You you don't want to you know give them ability or you don't want them to play it so much, but then not have enough variability or in it that it just kind of seems repetitive. And they're like, right. why am I going to keep, why am I going to keep playing this? It's just the same old thing. Right. And, or, you know, give them too much variability that they don't see the need to upgrade. Right. It's a, it's so a that, fine balance. And yeah. And that's why I, when I introduced the variability, I said minor variability, right. Right. You, you want to be able to give them a little bit of, of choice, a kind of a different perspective. So it's still kind of fun to play, but, um, you know, kind of keep them wanting more. So like the next time that there's an upsell opportunity, maybe um, they'll take you, it this time. Maybe they'll take it. And maybe, maybe you, maybe your upsells need to be different based on how much they've played or like maybe That's an excellent point. Very the upsell is like, Hey, you know, you really did, you did really well playing as character B. Um, have you considered playing as character C? It's just 99 cents to, you know. No, that's an excellent. So, so you just, yeah, variability. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was, I was agreeing with you. And, and I think this goes to one of the other tools that we do need to keep track of are, are things like just even simple counters just to generically yeah. track anything, you know, how many times have they played? How many times have they gotten an upsell? How many times have they turned down? You know, these are these are counters that we do need to keep track of, and this is something that is built into multivocal as well as a generic counter. Right. Um, your more sophisticated, your your fancy counters are still. I'm still jealous of those. That's right. You'll. I'm sure you'll you'll remedy that as soon as you are able. Another show. We'll take that one up on another show. <laughs> So the last thing was is the speedrunner, and that's right. and that might be something I, um, that 
that you want to do. It's like, if they played it before, then you kind of give them a challenge. Like, well, how fast can you do it? And so that's really like when they say, yeah, I'd like to do that. Then like, all right, let's get going. And you set a counter at that point in time, you're just saving the date time uh, of that time. And then when they get to level 10 again, then you end that and you give them some sort of a message like, wow, you were able to get through this in you know, so much time, so many hours, minutes and seconds or whatever it is. And so then at that point in time, you could celebrate that with some sort of a leaderboard or you could go right into the you know, upsell, but maybe there's a little bit of a different twist on the upsell because they did the speed mode. Or you could even say, would you like to, and if they say no again, like, would you like to go again and see if you can improve your time? And so that maybe like if they do improve their time, maybe you like, congratulations, you improved your time. I'm going to go ahead and give you a level 11. And then the upsell starts happening at level 12, right? Oh, you're slick. So, you know, just like you give them a reward for, for, for accomplishing something. And then, you know, maybe you just kind of like ease them into it. That's a slick one. So yeah, all sorts. And, and there, I think, again, we need to, we now have the addition of needing to keep track of time and possibly a leaderboard and possibly a more complicated flags on, on how we do the upsell and when we do the upsell. But fundamentally, these are just, uh, you know, it basically boils down to flags and how do we check the flags? It is. Uh, anything else we wanted to, to look at on this? Um, no, not on that. I'm just, uh, hey, Will, shout out. When when you get things implemented and, and you just determine how you're going to approach that scenario, let us know. And we would certainly love to hear how others are tackling these problems. You know, you can reach out to us on Twitter. We're both on the Alexa Slack, so you can reach out to us there. LinkedIn, comments below, all the usual suspects. We are always glad to hear feedback. And always glad to see challenges like this and kind of be able to discuss what our take on them is and share yeah. them with you and get your thoughts. Yep. And, and that's what we do here on Two Voice Devs, but we also like to learn from you. And and I'm sure you guys can think of all kinds of clever ideas on, on how to approach this scenario too. And, and it'd be something that, you know, maybe we can pull into a game or something that we're doing in the future as well. So uh, let's just all share. That's all, Sharon. Certainly, we'd love to talk about it another time on Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Take care, Ellen. Take care, Mark. Have a great week. Thank you. You too.